Tonight's going to be a very unique message. Um, but I want to, I want to, because it's right here after what he just ministered, I want to bear a testimony of tithes and offerings. You see, I'm, go- I'm going to be giving my testimony tonight in and amongst the message of the last eight months of my life, about the time that I lost my job. And there's one thing that we stayed consistent, my wife and I stayed consistent on during that whole time. Not once did we stop tithing and I found out my wife was secretly giving an offering. <laughs> and I was not upset. And, and because of our obedience to God, in even just that little thing, I have a mighty, mighty testimony that I know I know somebody needs to hear tonight. So when you, when you speak this, it goes with power. It goes with God's authority over your own life. So tonight, we're going to be building foundations on you. While I'm, while I'm going through the testimony. So now that I said that, let's start with... Let's start with a prayer. Father God, I thank You. I thank You, Father, that, that, that the littlest of me and my family... We're taken care of by You. I thank You, Father, that You are true to Your Word. And Father God, so, Father, I know that this message will go out to those who need to hear it tonight. There's people out in the audience. There's people out in the, in the Internet today that are going to hear the Word, Father. And I know, Father, that as You have answered my prayers and my wife's prayers, You will answer their prayers as well. And you will be their God. And they will be your sons and daughters. So Father, I thank you for the deliverance today that will come. In Jesus' mighty name. For those who want to join, stand up. We're going to give our Isaiah 54 and 5, which has become one of my favorite scriptures. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. To him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear and to learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I was not always not rebellious. Probably have been rebellious uh, even recently. <laughs> but Mike's not here, so well, the other Mike's not here, so I can't. <laughs> I want to remind everybody about this year, and I'm going to give a little bit of a recap here in the beginning. You see, I had five different messages to choose from. So I'm going to give you some of the titles that I had written probably about four months ago. One of the titles was Spoken Words. Oh, wait a minute. Pastor taught that on 5-30-2021. Um... Freedom from the Power of Sin, that was a recent one. That was on my list. And, well, I have Crossroads written in here somewhere. (laughs) That one was thrown out. Talking about the cross, and Donald came up with the believer's status and the upgrade on the cross. So I just want to just let everybody know, yes, this is going to be a testimony meeting, but it is a continuation of pastor's messages, Angela's messages, and last week, Donald's message. <laughs> want to open with a scripture. Actually, let me, let me do this. Larry taught me to, to go with my message here. I want you to imagine a road. Both sides of the road could look the same. Land and land on both sides. 
You're looking down the middle and there's a wall going down the middle. On one side is the kingdom of heaven and in the promises and the glory of God. The other side is the world and their system. Now, there are people who are in the world successfully living that condition. They're maneuvering, they're positioning, and they're doing it on their own will, on their own abilities. On the other side is the truth in God's Word. I want to take us out of hoping that God's Word is true and moving us into the truth of God's Word. And, and there are people to this day, probably a good majority of the people in this room, who are standing in the promises of God, no matter what comes their way. Standing in the promises of God, no matter what comes their way. And, and so, here you are, you, you've got this door. And, and so, I want you to do a self-examination first here. I want you to think about it. Are you 50-50? Do you got one foot in the world? Or, and, and one foot over in the kingdom? Or, or maybe, maybe you're, you're kind of new, so you've got, got one little step. You've got 25% maybe. I'm 25% there. And, 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 and then, oh, hey, there's that strong guy there. He's got 75%. You're not enjoying all of God's promises. And you're living, you're living in a place that, that you don't quite understand. And that's why I want to give you my testimony today. So I want to start with Revelation 21, 6 through 7. You know, Donald's teaching was the upgrade on the cross. The cross was the finished work. It was... It was, it was it was time, that moment on the cross was the time to upgrade. And I, I made a, uh, wrote a note here that says, it was the moment that the world stepped from the promises coming to the grace and the promises revealed. Okay, so, so the world has the opportunity, but they want to be on the side that says, well, here's the world and all the fun stuff on that, on that wall. In the middle of that wall is a door. And all they got to do is step foot and walk into the promises. And, and so in Revelation 21, 6 and 7, he says, And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountains of waters, water of life freely to him who thirsts. So it says, The waters of life freely to him who thirsts. Thirst. If we are thirsting and hungering after God and His Word, He will give freely, and I hope you hear it in my testimony tonight, of how freely He gives to us. And so, so it goes on to say, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, say all, all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We can say sons and daughters, he shall be my son. At that moment, you start looking at this and you're going, it's done. He's finished it. It was the finished work of the cross. The world got an upgrade as Donald was teaching. Your, your message made an effect on me last week. So, um, The world got an upgrade. And, and so now we're stepping into the promises revealed and the promises that we get to stand on that came before all those promises said there's something coming, there's something greater than you even realize right now. And there were people along the way who carried the message in belief that it was going to happen were the fulfillment of those promises. So then here's, here in Peter, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 6, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word, 
that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted the Lord is gracious. For it says, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones. Now, now hear that. You also as living stones, little Jesuses, little cornerstones from the foundation uh, he is building. So you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means, say no means, be put to shame. So I want to build that foundation before I bring out the title of the message today. That foundation is what we're called to stand on. We're supposed to be standing on the rock on Jesus Christ throughout everything for everything in our life. Now, there was a lot of times in my life that I wanted to be Atlas. I wanted to carry the world on my shoulders. I wanted to, 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 to be able to do all things myself under my own power, under my own will. Guess what? That's a horrible plan. That's a terrible plan. And, and so the title of my message today is, And Because I Believe. That's it. And, I because, and because I believe. That is, that is what I want to talk to you about inside of my testimony today. And this testimony goes back to about August 2020 um, and, and works its way all the way through. I learned from a very young age now, I had a few Sunday school teachers, and I'm not knocking Sunday school teachers, but I think the only thing I remembered is, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So, so that has resonated from me since I was a little kid. But I knew, I knew God. I knew God. And so at the young age, I built a foundation with a relationship with God, and nobody was around me telling me to do that. But because I built that foundation, you know, He has never left me. He has never forsook me. He has been with me through all that I've gone through. So, Mark 9.23. I recently went through a little bit of a, a... Issue, all things, you know, is everything really all possible? Mark 20, uh, 9, 23 says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, comma, now remember, you got to put the comma in there. If you take the comma out, it says something entirely different. Put the comma in there. If you can believe, all things, say all things, are possible to him who believes. Now, the first cornerstone, the way you build your foundation, is to stand on that scripture and to hold on to it for dear life. I believe. And so, therefore, for me, all things have been possible. All things have been able to be overcome. I want to I give a little medical testimony as my wife is going through what she's going through with her legs right now. I believe it's a spiritual attack on our household because for three weeks I couldn't walk. If you saw me around here, actually I could walk. I couldn't get up and I couldn't get down. I couldn't sit without any type of, uh, some sort of pain. Now, I, I don't want to say that mine was started out a spiritual attack. It was more of a stupid attack. Okay, I have to, I have to confess Living a, lifting a copier into the back of a truck and then placing two automatic transfer switches for a generator in place, um, holding on to it for periods of time, probably might have been the root cause of some of my issues. 
okay? But I want to tell you that, that a few days ago, uh, actually uh, the, the day that Angela preached, I walked in with my cane. I was in so much pain. Nobody saw me do this except Dennis. And, and as I walked in with the cane, I said, I'm walking in with this, but I'm walking out without it. And sure enough, by the end of the day, I walked out without it. Now, I've still been going through some pain and some issues the last few days, but a few days ago I said, you know, by the time I preach, all that pain's going to be gone. I spoke it. Remember, we've, we've got these lessons that pastor, and, and, and I want to challenge everybody here. I have had the pleasure of listening for a purpose, pastor's messages over and over and over and over again. And because I've had that pleasure, I've gotten to go back and, and there are times where I was, I was frustrated and I hear pastor goes, this might be a trial. <laughs> this might be a test. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I challenge anybody to go back and listen to pastor's messages. Take notes. Listen to them over and over again and let God speak to you. There's the truth in there. There's the word in there. My body today, it was the first time I was able to sit in a car without any pain. I walked through the door, came in here, sat down, got up, came up here. I've got no pain. I'm speaking it now. My wife, in a few days, will have absolutely no pain for this at all. It's going to be gone in the name of Jesus. You've already prayed for it. We're all coming into agreement on it. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. So the next uh, slide up here is going to be, and because I believe, I'm going to bear my testimony. In the book of Revelation 12 and 11, it said, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. I want to, to let you know there are some people who can't get up and preach a sermon. There are some people that can't even get up and find a scripture. I mean, pastor is an amazing uh, uh, human Bible. He, he just rattles them off without even thinking about it. I actually have to look them up. But, but, our testimony will change lives. Anything that God has done for you in your life, your testimony of that, first of all, shores up your foundation. It builds a strength in you that you don't even understand today. But also on top of that, it will change lives around you. Don't be afraid to give your testimony. From a child, I built a foundation on God. No matter what I went through, I always believed and I always knew that God was with me. I have always been an overcomer, a believer, a man of faith, and I have learned to love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable inside of my walk and inside of that. And I, I bear it today as my testimony. I can even love Michael West. And, and, and anyways, we won't get into that. Next section. And because I believed, I am loved by God. We're, we're going to get to a point where I'm just going to talk about the testimony because it's, it's powerful and I am keeping an eye on my time. But I just want to get a few foundational scriptures in here. I, I've got a note here. This is Romans 5, 8, and 11. I think somebody preached this recently. Uh, but God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God, our Lord Jesus, through whom we have now received the re reconciliation. It doesn't say you are going to receive the reconciliation. It says you have now received the reconciliation. That's what happens when you believe. You receive it, you accept it, and the old man dies away and the new rises. 
That's the one standing on the promises. That's the one that's sold out to Jesus Christ. That's the one who looks at the things of the world and said, that's not my portion anymore. This is my portion over here. The promises of God. Standing on the rock. Standing on the firm foundation of the truth of God's Word. There is nothing in this world that will stand to the Word of God. Nothing. I've, I found myself in a, um, in a training all day. And by the way, all day long, my hip was trying to act like it was hurting. Every time I'd stand up the last few days, I'd go, no, in the name of Jesus. And, and just tell it, nope, I'm done with you. I'm done with the pain. I'm done with the hurts. In that meeting today, I was able to bear testimony about judgment. They had a question in there about how would you handle, would you judge a person, and, and how do you feel about that? And I said, I, I said to them, we, we don't need to be judging. We need to look at the individual and help lift them up. And I got to testify. I got to testify of God's love. And I started realizing all these trainings I'm going through, it's all biblical principles that they've rolled up into it. They just don't, they don't want you to mention God. Well, I'm going to live my life after God in the middle of all of it. I got a little bit of a testimony about that in a bit. Um, so going on to the next part here, and because I believe God speaks to me. Because I believe God speaks to me. In Acts 9, 4 through 7, Acts 9, 8, 9, um, uh, 7, 8, 9, uh, the, the Stephen's being stoned, um, and then we get up to, uh, you see the fire that was breathing in Paul in 8, and, and you know, he was, he was on there, he, he was on a mission to kill those who were in the way, uh, in the way, in Jesus Christ, he was going to go kill them, and then all of a sudden in Acts, he gets knocked off the horse. I love this passage. Acts 9, 4 through 7. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, get this. He said, who are you, Lord? I love the fact that Paul in that moment understood that whoever was speaking to him was his Lord. They may not have known he was the Savior, but he knew that that was Lord. That man had authority over him and his life at that given moment. And then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Anything that... Now, uh, uh, let me explain goads um, uh, for you. As I, I understand the definition of goads is they used to be these spikes that were on the, um, uh, on the wagons and such to keep the horses moving in the right direction. And if the horse decided uh, to go backwards, it would run into those sticks, those spikes, and they'd, they'd get moving in the right direction. So here he's telling Paul, you're kicking against the, the spikes. You're kicking against the goads. You're going the wrong way with your life inside of this. So here's, here's Jesus just loving on him in that minute. So he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Lord said to him, Arise and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless. They heard the voice of God, but they couldn't see him. They, they heard the voice of Jesus. They couldn't see him. Paul had that, that vision, and then we know he was blind for three days, until a young, uh, excited Christian heard from God and said, go, go lay your hands on him and heal him. And he's like, but God, that man's got papers against me. He can kill me. He said, don't worry about it. I know what he's going to do in my name. In the name of Jesus. Outside of God's promises, of God's purpose in your life, you're kicking against the goats. You're, you're, you're going the wrong way. Giving yourself over all the way to Jesus, giving yourself over to God's promises, is the only place that you will have the fulfillment of God's Word happening all around your life. I challenge everybody to get there. 
When I, when I put in here, and because I believe God speaks to me, I want to I, I tell you, um, uh, actually, I need to move this to a different section, so we'll, we'll do that. So now, let's get into this testimony. And because I believe, I am blessed. I want everybody to say, I am blessed. Okay, now say it with enthusiasm. I am blessed. Hallelujah. So... In, let's say about June of 2020, actually, you can go probably back to 2018, I worked for a company called Adeptus Health, and they were on a slow roll to bankruptcy. Our parent company found out you can't close the hospital system fast. It takes a long time to do so. We had hospitals, we had ERs, Um, I had over 43 buildings that I started a process of closing and and was personally the one who handed off the keys to every one of those buildings. And I was the last man standing in Houston, Texas when the company finally closed their doors. Um, But going back to that testimony in in, um, June, July of, of 2020, I got word that my last day of employment was going to be October 15th. So I had plenty of notice. They gave me a contract and said, you're going to work until October 15th, and everything will be happy, go lucky, everything will be just fine. So I said, I watched a lot of my colleagues at that time bail. Whoosh, they were jumping, jumping ships like, like rats on a sinking ship. They were just trying to get out of there as fast as possible. And I said... Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, stay the course. Finish the job that you started. I gave you this job. Finish it. I said, okay, Lord. And so I proceeded, and, and like I said, I closed 43 buildings, last employee uh, of the company. Um, October 15th rolls around, and that, that day was my last day until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon when I got a phone call from Adeptus Health and said, we need to contract you part-time for the, rest of the con- uh, for the rest of the season. So that continued working until December. Now, here's a funny thing. I think I bore testimony of this once before. October 15th, I went out to unemployment, tried to get unemployment. And because of a computer glitch... I did offer to go to work for them. Um, because of a computer glitch, it, it locked me out of the system. And when I called them up, and it was on the day that I was trying to apply, and so when I talked to the people on the phone, they said, well, it looks like somebody tried to commit fraud on October 15th. I said, no, 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 that wasn't fraud. It was me trying to apply for that. It Was any money taken out? No, nobody's taken any money out. I said, okay, so... so how do we fix this? You have to report to the feds and you have to report to all this, all this fraud stuff. And I said, you know what, Lord, I know you're going to take care of me because uh, I know how long that process is going to be. By the way, that never got fixed. So I continued to work almost full time for rest of October, a good part of November. And I come into to December and I roll right up to about the 18th and then full chapter seven bankruptcy on the 19th of December. No more checks, no more payments. Well, before they gave us the announcement was when my wife needed the surgery on her hips. That surgery was pretty much completely paid for just before we went, I lost my job for her hip replacement surgery. And, And so... Going through this, here it is October, I mean December, and I'm sitting here going, okay... Lord, what am I going to do? And, I, and, and, and I'm telling you, I wanted to be fearful. I even told Pastor that. I said, Pastor, I want to be fearful, but I don't. I, I don't feel like I need to be. There's no reason. God's going to take care of us. God's going to take care of my household. We're, we're children of the Most High God, and, and He's got promises out there. So Deuteronomy 28 and 8, it says, The Lord will command the blessing on you, in your storehouses, and in all which you have set your hand, and he will bless you in the land 
which the Lord your God is giving you. So, I have things to stand on. God's going to take care of it. About that time, I get a phone call from my old company that I had left to go to work for Adeptus, and they say, we got some work for you if you'd like it. And I actually made more money during that time than I was for working for Adeptus. And that was December, January, February, March, and I still have some invoices to send them um, uh, to get caught up with everything, and I'm not going to go into the amounts, but it'll be a nice blessing when that comes. So the God of blessing will bless you. So let's go to First Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Now, now First Chronicles, and we're going to get to the full testimony. I just want to throw out a few more scriptures in here. Chronicles, uh, Pastor, I hate to say this, but Chronicles can be one of the most boring chapters to ever read, especially uh, books, if you ever read, because you're going through all the begats. And it's sometimes begat, 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 begat. And all of a sudden, Jabez was more honorable. What? Who put that in there? So here it is, First Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, and I may not cause pain. So, so get this last part. So God granted him what he requested. He spoke it. Pastor Goodluck talked about speaking it. Angelus preached about speaking it. We have to speak it into existence. So during this whole time, I'm going, God, I know you're going to take care of me. Our house bills were paid, our, our electric bills, all of these things were taken care of, money in the bank. You know, every time that bank account would get dwindled down, another check would come in, and all of that was taken care of during that whole time. And, and so I want to just take a sidestep because it fits in with the final part of this story, is back in June, July of 2020, I met a couple of doctors. They drove Lamborghinis. That doesn't bother me. Usually it's, a, it, it's an overpriced payment when you've got to go fix the tires on it. Um, and actually they told me it was like $6,000 to replace a couple of the tires on them. Uh, uh, or one tire, I think it was. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy amount of money. Anyways, I met them, and I, I was unloading some equipment for Adeptus, and they bought $50,000 worth of stuff and, and took it with them of, of stuff that I, I, I was the only one who knew where the inventory was. Inventory is very important here. Uh, so, so I met them, so fast forward, somewhere around December, I started getting a phone call from a realtor who was looking at a property that, even though I didn't work for Adeptus, there was a 84-year-old widow who owned a piece of property. Okay? And, she, and, and it was uh, one of the ERs that somebody convinced her to put her entire life savings in, and she was having, going to have a tax bill come due, $75,000. So out of the kindness of my heart, I helped negotiate and work that deal and brought both parties to the table. And eventually, uh, a few months ago, um, about April, uh, the doctors actually that I met back in, in June of 2020 bought the property. And so from April, May, and May to June, I helped the doctors actually get that property up and running. They hired me for, for a few months. Now, I want to I testify here. I want to testify, and I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Because it's important where this, turn, where this story takes a turn in here. Up until this time, when I went to work for the doctors, I went to work for them full time, but I didn't feel like it was right. I didn't feel like I was at the right place. 
And there, there's a little bit of a, a story background. I'm not going to get into it too much on there. But the, 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 the story is very simple. I took a job for an interim time when I didn't have a lot of other work going around. So again, the checks continued during that time. And, and so I realized something. I had seen thousands of job postings. And Larry, you could probably attest to this. And you look at them, and, and then eventually companies you never heard of start sending you job postings. And some guy over in another country wants me to do this temporarily or do this temporarily. And I'm telling you, my eyes were, were just a blur every time I saw a job posting. And so about April... I saw one posting. Now, I, I, want to, I want you all to understand something. All my identities had been stripped away at this point. All my, all, all my who I was, what I, what I wanted to do, it was stripped away. I went to work for the doctors because I, I was good at it and, and stupid at it too with the, with the leg problems. But I, I went to work for them but then there was this one posting that went across my eyes. And I said, I really want that job. And so I did immediately, but even before I applied for the job, I said, God, I really want that job. That was the first time I had spoke a job into existence for that whole eight-month period of time. It was the first time I said, I really want to take another direction in my life and go there instead of doing what I've been doing for 20-some-odd years. 24-7 IT work is what I've been doing for a very long time. And so I said, I really want this job. I told my wife in the car, and she about stopped right on the spot, and she then said, we're going to pray right now. Now, I haven't even applied for the position yet. And we prayed. Now, I want to I give you a couple of scriptures here. So we're going to go to the section that says, and because I believe God answers prayers. Say, God answers prayer. Now say, God answers my prayers. So when you, when you speak things, speak it from the heart what you want. So I'm going to Isaiah 65 and 24. <laughs> I love when I found this passage. This passage was awesome. It says, It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Now remember I said, standing on the promises of God, that is a promise of of God. When you know what you want going on in your life, speak it. Speak it with authority. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. Go to Daniel 9, 20 and 20 uh, through 23. I love this passage. Now while I was speaking, this is Daniel speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man, the angel, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning because caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. And here it is at 23, uh, verse 23. At the beginning of your supplication, the command went out, and I have come to tell you that you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. 
God sent His angel out, dispatched His angel, even just at the very start, and in this case, what it said before, even before they, that He made the call. He was dispatched. If you read more into some of the uh, other uh, interactions, he was, he was held up, but He was dispatched immediately to go and answer the prayer. So, at this point, I look at that job opportunity and I post. Two weeks later, I get a visual uh, a Zoom call uh, or a Teams call uh, interview with them. One hour. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have the degree they wanted. That was about it. Everything else they wanted. I didn't have the degree. I didn't have the qualifications for the job. Twelve other people, ten to twelve other people were interviewing after me. I was the first interview. And after that interview, I heard absolutely nothing from this place for two months. Two months. During that two months, I worked for the doctors and got their ER up and running. Had a paycheck. God took care of me. All of a sudden, I get a phone call from from Pastor Al. He's saying, hey, do you know they're calling me to check on your references? I said, what? Now, normally references are yes or no. Al had a 30 to 40 minute conversation with my future boss. Evidently, I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Uh, I can... I can do all things. <laughs> My other boss, I called him up and said, hey, they might be calling you. And he said, yeah, they already did. And uh, my coworker said, yeah, they called me too. Like, oh, am I in trouble. So then the HR department calls me up, says, we need to check and verify some stuff. So, and I almost got in trouble with, with the HR department because I, I was debating their way of me sending data to them. Uh, since I was in IT, I know what's secure and not secure, so I was, I was having a little debate. But, and I said, oh, am I still in the running? They said, no, we're preparing an offer. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> I love to brag on God when He shows up. I love it. I'm telling you, I spoke it, I interviewed, I got an offer, I started July 1st, and I'm working for one of the largest community college systems in Texas in a management position. Absolutely a different role than I've, I've ever been in, but not. I've done the role in other ways, but I am having a blast. I've already conquered most of their systems that they need me to conquer. And, and so I'm, I'm coming close to the end of this. Two weeks before I started, Pastor, you're going to love this one. Two weeks before, I'm going I'm to go to a scripture. And because I believe God gives me wisdom, I want you to say, God gives me wisdom. James 1 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. A long time ago, another religion made me aware that I could ask God for anything and he would give me that information. And then when I told them some of the things I was asking for, they said, well, that's not what we meant. I said, I'm going by the literal translation of what that word says. If I need a download, God has always given me that wisdom when I needed it. If you want to know how come I'm so smart with computers, I'm actually quite dumb with computers. God has given me the wisdom to fix anything that has to do with electronics and computers. Servers. Switches, networks, all of that, I am not formally trained in any of it, but I have commanded large systems in my life. So here, two weeks before, and I even told Dawn this, 
Two weeks before, I start feeling like I'm getting a stream of data coming into my head. Okay? And, 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 and I'm like, okay, so the buildings are organized this way, and so there's got to be a unique identifier. And so he's giving me the wisdom to understand their system where I'm working now, even before I walk in the door. Even before I get there. And I've learned that all I've got to do is ask. God, I really need to know how to do this. And, and sometimes you'll, you'll see me do this. I'll be standing there and I'll go, okay, I can't figure this out. And I walk away, go get a drink of water and say, okay, God, um, I, I need to know how to figure that out. And I'll walk back up to it and boom, the answer's right there. Boom, boom, do, 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 do. Wow. Thank you, God. And, and, and so... I look at that and I go, God, you are so awesome. You are so awesome. I haven't been the best steward along the way. I haven't been the best Christian along the way. But you know what? Pastor talks about being highly favored. It isn't highly favored because you did everything right today. It's you're highly favored because you believe. Because you have the faith to stand on it. I could have been in fear over losing my job, losing my identities, but I was fine. I tried to be fearful. Like, no, no, just not there. Just not there. God took care of this. My wife and I were taken care of during that whole time. The doctors, when I gave them notice that I wasn't going to be working for them anymore, were the most gracious guys in the world. And, and they understood um, not necessarily, they, they really wanted me to take over what they were doing. I don't think they were ready for me to take over what they were doing. And it wasn't the place that I really wanted to be. It's why I couldn't find and make a decision on my life. This is an awesome, awesome job. And, and I have something in the beginning of my notes. I didn't even get the most of my scriptures here. In the beginning of my notes, I wanted to put in here, 2021 is the year of great progress. Inside of this box is having an awesome job that I enjoy. That pays even more money than I was making as a dentist out. God has fulfilled that promise. And you know what He said to me the other day? He said, don't forget, you have other things on your list. And I told that to Dawn. I said, I, I, I think we really need to be praying over this list. And she walked over to her Bible, opened it up and said, here. <laughs> My wife is a praying machine. She's an awesome, awesome, awesome woman. I wanted to see if I didn't give you anything. I talked about the tithing. Talked about health. I'm going to go through the last two scriptures and we're going to call it even. Larry, I'm following your advice. Getting to the end and being done. And because I believe, I am prepared for whatever comes my way. All things have been possible in my life. There isn't anything that I haven't put my hand to. God said to me, whatever you put your hand to, I will prosper. I will bless. I just didn't know where I wanted to put my hand. So I know in this new environment, I had a dream the other day, and, and as I was coming out of the dream, I realized what he was telling me. He says, I'm, I'm taking you out of your comfort zone, and I'm sending you into a new territory. That was the dream. I'm sending you in to be a light to others around. God, you are so faithful and you're so awesome. James 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. 
I've gone through a lot in the last eight months. You, you all haven't heard the half of it. That, that's, only a, that's only the outskirts of it. But I remember this scripture. I got woken up at 3.33 for about a whole month once. Every night, 3.33, 3.33. And finally, pastor said to me, did you try 33 and 3? <laughs> Jeremiah. And I said, no, I haven't looked at that one yet. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. Thus says the Lord who made the earth and the Lord who formed it and established it and the Lord is His name. Call to me and I will answer and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. We serve an awesome God. Stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Stand in the belief that God's Word is truth. Stand in the Word that your healing is nigh. Stand in the Word that your, your, your providence in God is right before you. Stand in the Word that the promises of God are absolutely true. Step out of the world and into that glorious place. The blood of Jesus has washed us clean. When you're standing on His promises, there is nothing, nothing, nothing impossible for God. Stand on His promises. Please stand up. We're going to end up in prayer here. Father, I thank You for the foundation. I thank You for the roots. I thank You, Father, that, that I am attached to the vine. And I pray blessings over all of those who have heard Your Word tonight. I pray, Father, that, that You, Father, move in their life as You have moved in mine over all of my life. In my darkest days, in my brightest days, You have always been there. You never left me. You never forsook me. I thank You that You're, you're, you're taking care of my family and You're taking care of the issues and the the pain and the hurts, Father. I thank You that they're becoming the overcomers, Father. I thank You, Father, that everyone here, Father, is an overcomer in the situations and circumstances. And Father, I give You the praise and I give You the glory, Lord. For I couldn't have done any of this without You. And so I pray that same blessing, that blessing of promise over each and every one of them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.